Good morning and welcome to another episode of Real World Talks with Lourdes, Natalie, and Kathy. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. On today's episode, we have Charlamagne Wallington, who is the Director of Human Resources at Duffy Sports Group. Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us this morning. No, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Oh, we're excited to have you. Um, so for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to become the Director of Human Resources at Duffy Sports Grill? Um, sure. Yes, I can. Um, so funny story. Um, I actually got my degree at FIU, uh, my bachelor's in hospitality management. So first I started off wanting to um, run hotels. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a general manager of a property. And um, I actually did that for, for some time. And, you know, throughout that time period, I, I realized that HR, which wasn't really HR back then, so hopefully I'm not dating myself too much. Um, you know, I really like the people side of things from a standpoint of the employees, you know, interacting, the hiring and all of that. And at that time period, I really didn't know what human resources was. And I walked into a uh, Doubletree Universal, actually, um, and they had an HR coordinator position open. And... I was coming from being a general manager at a Baymont Indian Suites. And I remember the director saying, are you sure this is what you want to do? Because you're going to be basically my admin. Um, but I told her, I said, I, I want to really learn and understand what, uh, what human resources is all about. And so she said, okay, this is, this is the perfect place to start. And um, the rest is pretty much history from there. I've been doing human resources now for over 10 years. So I started that job back in 2004. So, you know, again, quite a bit of time. And, and through that time, you know, I've been in multiple positions, everything from recruiting to training, benefits, um, you know, just overall generalist uh, positions with investigations and, and looking into um, things from that standpoint. And I felt like that gave me a well-rounded um, view of, of HR, and I think it speaks to my experience, and got my master's later on in human resources, and got my SHRM uh, certification, um, and so with all of those things, I think it really kind of helped me get into the leadership positions that I've been in, and, and the one that I'm in today. And I'm proud to be a part of the Duffy's organization. Um, you know, again, I think that uh, we are great with the things that we are accomplishing here. And I'm loving every minute of being a part of that. Thank you, Charlamagne, so much for um, the great, 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 I would say, like, sh sharing your journey um, all the way up to your amazing position now and your growth through human resources. And I'm very excited to have another proud alumna from our, our school on our podcast. Um, so, you know, talking a little bit more about human resources, we get a lot of our students who really want to go into that um, area and sometimes just don't know kind of, you know, where to start. Sometimes they think I'm going to graduate and I can just drop in and become a director of human resources. So 
can you share some advice with our students and our listeners and our alumni who may want to have a career in human resources, you know, just as yourself, where should they start, you know, how do they kind of get their foot in the door um, and go from there to have a successful career? No, yes, I, I you know, not everybody um, will take my path. I, I understand that my path was not necessarily traditional in, in, the, in the same sense as people would think when it comes to human resources, but I do believe it gave me a well-rounded view of human resources. And, and this is what I will say to, to the listeners out there. Human resources is multifaceted. You know, if you have a passion for training, you can be a trainer, a training manager, develop, write training, conduct training. If your passion is benefits, you can still be in human resources and, and be involved in the uh, total rewards, as we call it, side of things with everything that encompasses our medical, dental, vision plans, workers comp, right, safety, all of those things that go into benefits. And if you like recruiting, there's that as well, if you are in the employee relations side of things. So, you know, if you are the type of person that has a passion for one particular facet, you can definitely do that all in HR. Um, for myself, I, I wanted to be somebody who, by the time I got to a director role, I knew a lot of those other uh, facets because I figured if at one point I was in charge of a department, I would be in charge of individuals that would be doing those individual jobs. They would be a recruiter or a trainer or a benefits person and stuff like that. And I wanted to be that person who could say, you know what, I've done that. I've been there. So if you're looking to get into human resources, I would say start in almost like an administrator, HR coordinator um, type position. Um, to start. It doesn't mean that's where you'll be the entire time, but it's a good place to start um, because you really get to learn in that administrative type position a lot about what maybe is your passion. You might find that through that admin or, like I said, coordinator or even HR specialist job, oh, my goodness, I really have a passion for recruiting. I really like talking to um, individuals that are coming in to apply or I really have a passion for training. You know, doing these orientations or getting these packets together is really um, showing me that I, I want to be somebody who stands up in front of the group and really um, – you know, shows them a great side of why the company is great to work for. Or you might be the person who's like, you know what, I like helping people when it comes to their benefits and leaves of absences and, and things to that nature. So I understand getting your degree and feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm coming out of the gate and I'm going to be the director or the HR manager at a blank establishment. But I've always given the advice to those that I've mentored into this career or even advice to individuals who want to switch careers and get into HR, um, that the best way is to start, um, and again, that kind of admin type role, really learn, get your feet wet, um, you know, find someone in HR that can really kind of help mentor you through and, and learn, learn as much as possible um, until you kind of get your way through into the management position and things like that. Don't just jump into a management position because it, it can um, be, uh, you know, difficult in some situations, but there are always good days and I think in every job, good and bad. And I think if you're prepared for that, uh, you'll be better suited than just jumping into it right away, if that makes sense. Awesome. That's great advice, Charlamagne. So as a director of HR, what impresses you the most when you consider hiring someone? 
Well, I think, you know, with anything, um, it's about what are you looking for for that job, right? Every job um, has a criteria. And I, I don't mean just in the qualifications of the job, right? You know, does the person have the experience and things like that? Because sometimes they, they might not have the experience. Um, so it's about what, what does it take to do this job? You know, for instance, it, at Duffy's in the restaurant, for our hostess position, I'll use that as an example, you know, you want somebody who's bubbly, who's got a great personality, um, who, you know, comes in with that great uh, work ethic, right, that's going to be on time, that just, again, exudes, you know, smiling and all of those different things and talking to the guests, because they're, they're, that's the first point of contact the minute you walk in through the door that's the first person you see is the person at the hostess stand and if that person is you know drum or or you know they have this attitude on their face or they're giving an attitude that's not that you know that could be a turn off and right away the person might be like you know what sorry we stop in and turn around and, and go right back out the door before even trying anything in the restaurant or even giving the restaurant a, a shot so I feel like you know again outside of the qualifications outside of if they've ever done hostess job before or if they've ever even been in a customer service job, if I'm sitting with them and they're talking and they're laughing and, and again, you know, they're just exuding that whole great customer service and personality and smiling and then that's where I'm like, okay, great. And that's one thing that I, that I look for every time I go to one of our um, Duffy's Sports Grill restaurants is, you know, I always go up to the hostess and say, hi, how are you doing today? And they, they're always very nice and bubbly. And, you know, I've, I've met uh, a hostess uh, recently in one of our Orlando locations. And, you know, he was just talking to me about how he's trying this new recipe at home for a dish that he he's cooking. And, you know, how at one point he hopes to move from the hostess stand and be a line cook for us and, you know, be able to cook and, and do all these different things because cooking is his passion. Like I could just see it exuding from him as he was telling me the story um so you know again it's it's individuals like that that i i think that you look for and again depending on the position and and the job and, and what the qualifications are qualifications are important as well but i also think that you're looking for that innate personality you know does the person fit the position outside of the qualifications which are important but do they fit it? So many people go through life and they're in the wrong position or they, they just, uh, they're not a good fit. And, and that doesn't mean that they should give up. It just means that, you know, might want to try something else, you know, that, that might be a better fit for you that really exudes your passion. I understand not everybody is fortunate to find the job that they're passionate about. Um, I have been fortunate to, to find mine. I'm very passionate about HR and I, I will do this until the wheels fall off as I tell people um, because I really love what it is that I do every day. Thank you so much for sharing Charlamagne. And I agree with you. Personality is definitely key and it's so important. And we always tell our students when they go in for interviews to just make sure that they display and showcase the best of themselves and let their personality shine through. So um, my next question is, um, how has COVID-19 affected Duffy's sports grill? Well, I think, you know, it's affected us just as, as most uh, companies and, and restaurants out there, right? I think everyone is in the same boat. You know, we're all trying to get through this, this time 
um, and be there for our customers. You know, we did close for a period of time and, and we reopened uh, back in July and things have been good. Um, you know, again, we have a lot of procedures in place. You know, you, you can't go into a Duffy's establishment without wearing a face mask. Um, you know, again, we, we follow a lot of the CDC regulations and guidelines. Uh, we make sure that we're sanitizing the restaurant. We, you know, every restaurant gets a deep clean um, and things to that nature and just making sure the social distancing, um, keeping with any curfews that might be happening um, depending on the county. So, you know, again, I think for the most part, we have uh, bounced back as best we can and we continue to do um, you know, again, do the best that we can in, in this difficult time and be there for our customers and guests because, you know, they, they people want to get back to normal, whatever that might be these days. I'm not exactly sure we even know what normal is um, anymore. The new normal, as everyone says, but, you know, sports is happening and that's a big part of what we, what we are there to do, part of our entertainment. It's not just the food, but coming in and just being with friends and family and, and you know, individuals that our regulars at our Duffy's um, establishments coming in and watching the sports games, you know, whether the Super Bowl is coming up, we've got games this weekend, there's the USC McGregor fight, you know, there's a lot of different things that are happening um, that are exciting and that people are, are, are wanting and craving um, that normalcy in whatever aspect that looks like. But at the same time, being cautious, because I know that, again, COVID is, is spiking in certain areas and people are, are, so we see a lot more takeout orders than, than anything, but I, we do still on the weekends, um, you know, again, have, have our individuals coming out and uh, keeping to those, those regulations, like I said before, as best we can. And, and I think we're doing, we're doing as well as can be expected um, in regards to the situation, but yes, we are, we are doing well and we are here for our guests. To, to help and entertain them in any way that's possible. Thank you, Charlene. I know that um, I have seen that you're, it's so funny how you're saying that what, you know, the new normal or whatever that may be. So um, I'm glad to hear, glad to hear that Duffy's, you know, is definitely, you know, back open and definitely providing that great customer service um, that you guys do. Now, kind of going on with the whole, you know, COVID-19, I know a lot of us, when we were, you know, going through the reflective and trying to figure things out and adjusting to our new normal, um, a lot of us are doing a self-reflection. So just to get to know you a little bit better, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? So, you know, funny thing about me is I, I, I love music. Music relaxes me. It, it, it you know, I play uh, music when I'm working, actually, I have a little speaker here. <laughs> I, just, I put on my Pandora and I just kind of let it, let it play. Um, you know, it's just kind of in between those meetings and busy times and, and things like that. Um, but also what has, I think, sustained me in human resources for as long as I have been doing this job is the people. The, the, different people that I have met over the years, um, some that I've helped, um, others that I've mentored, and just, just individuals that I've met, I think, have been the inspiration for me to continue to do this job and, and to continue to find the passion. You know, I mentioned earlier, there are times where, you know, this job can be tough, just like any job. And you find yourself wondering or thinking, you know, is this, is this, is this it? Is this what, you know, you 
want to continue to do. But for me, I always look at it from a standpoint of if I've helped one person in that day, then it's good for me. You know, I, and I always tell people I can go home and sleep, you know, and look at myself in the mirror and know that I've done everything that I can do. Um, you know, ever since I have been, even back when I was in high school and grade school, I think if you talk to any anybody that knows me from that time period, they would say, you know, Charlamagne is always the person you could talk to, right? Um, you know, I remember thinking to myself back then that I was going to probably be a lawyer or a psychologist or something like that, because I used to have these, I used to call them therapy sessions in the back of the class. Like people would just come in and, you know, whether it was a free period or whatever, and be like, Charlamagne, let me tell you about what happened. And, you know, they would just kind of keep going and I would give my advice and, you know, we would talk and, and all of that stuff. So I've always been a giving person and somebody who's always wanted to be in a role that um, helps people. You know, I come from a, family of women that help people you know my mom was a nurse my grandmother was a nurse um you know I didn't go into nursing because obviously I'm I'm, I'm terrified of needles um so that would not have worked out well for me but I found another way to help people and you know some some individuals listening to the call right now might think how is HR helping people but you help people all the time it can be a simple question of you know hey I'm, I'm about to have a baby and I don't know what to do and you know I need I need a leave of absence but I'm not exactly sure how that works and you know can you help me fill out the paperwork and and help me understand you know benefits and how that's going to help me once I have the baby and signing the baby up and you know all these different things and and walking them through that another time it might be an employee who's going through a rough time um, emotionally and needs someone to talk to and, and they come into your office and they sit down and they just release you know hey I just need to let you know about blank you know my home situation is not good and you know there's different programs that you can suggest to those individuals to get help um, or as has happened it might be a manager that needs to vent you know they're like strong I'm about to you know, oh, this person, you know, and I'm just, I always have a candy jar. Every Anyone that knows me for the years that I've been in HR knows that I travel with this huge crate and barrel jar that I got back in like 2005. That's always full of candy. Um, <laughs> everything from a Kit Kat to lollipops to everything that tickles your fancy. And so, you know, my managers of the past, um, you know, depending on what their favorite one is, I, I would have them come in, they would vent, and then I would say, okay, here's your Kit Kat. Like, let's go ahead and have that. <laughs> You'll feel better. <laughs> um, you know, kind of like the Snickers commercial, right? You're, you're being a little bit hangry right now. Here you go. <laughs> you know, type deal. So, you know, sometimes that's what people need, you know, but it can be emotionally heavy for the person who has to receive it all. And so if you don't have that release, that, that way of decompressing yourself, it can be a lot to carry around because you get dumped on a lot of times. You know, I had a manager once say to me, Charlie, does anybody ever call you and just say, hey, how's your day? Instead, it's, you know, hey, so I have a problem. Here's what's going on. I need your help. I need an advice. Can you, can you help me with this? I have a question on that. You know, no one calls in HR and says, how's your day? And I was like, well. No, I, I don't I don't get those those calls, but how can I help you? <laughs> you just called me, so I know it's not about that. Right. And so we we, you know, kind of deal with whatever it is. But um I feel like if you're wanting to get into this profession or you're in this profession, um, you know what I'm saying and, and you've got to find that that 
that release for yourself. And for me, it's music, you know, just even if it's on the car ride home, or like I said, when I have those in-between times between meetings um, where I can just kind of have my Pandora on and just kind of listen to music and, and just kind of get my mind going in the background while I'm typing out emails or, or having uh, conversations from time to time. It just helps to decompress me. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing, Shalome. I love the stories yeah. as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got plenty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as an alumni of the school, who was your favorite professor and what did you learn from your favorite class? Wow. So I, you know, been racking my brain trying to think. I cannot recall his name, um, but he was my, actually, he, he taught three different classes for me throughout my time there for my bachelor's in hospitality management. But the first class that I ever had him in was um, intro to hospitality management. And I remember walking in, um, sitting down, it was a big auditorium uh, room over in the Biscayne Bay campus. And the very first thing he said to the class before, you know, introducing himself and all of that stuff was, if you really want to know what hospitality is all about, you need to go out and get a job in it. He's like, I can, I can stand here and teach you this book and tell you all the different philosophies and what it is that you need to know and what hospitality management is. But if you really want this type of um, industry and you really want to know what it's all about, you're not going to learn it here. You're going to learn it by being out there and really um, getting yourself engrossed in the job itself. And that spoke to me. I, I remember sitting there going, I need a job. Okay. <laughs> I need to go and get a job. And I remember um, going home and um, I think it was that weekend I got up early, which, you know, back then you kind of sleep in and all kinds of stuff. So I got up early, I put on a, a skirt suit that I had. I went downstairs and, my, and my, I was staying at home with my mom at the time. And she said, where are you going? And why are you in that suit? And I was like, I'm going out to get a job today. And she was just like, okay, today? And I was like, yep. I said, I'm, I'm going to hit every hotel along US-1 <laughs> and, and I'm going to apply at every, every, every job. And so that's what I did. I got in my car and I drove along US-1 and I literally um, put in back then paper applications at every hotel until I got all the way to downtown um, Miami. And I, I remember parking and putting a couple coins that I had in my car in the, in the tray, um, in the meter, running into the Hyatt Regency in, in downtown Miami, the one that has the James L. Knight Center on the second floor, and uh, going in through their back entrance, filling out an application, um, and the lady saying, can you, can you stay? It was for the front desk position, front desk agent. She said, can you hold on a second? I want, I want to have the manager talk to you. And I said, okay, I just filled out the application. I haven't really done anything yet. And she was like, no, 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 no. And then the next thing I know, she had me talking to the HR generalist. I spoke to the HR generalist. She's like, you know, I really want the front desk manager to talk to you. Then I was going upstairs and I spoke to the front desk manager. And this is all happening in the same day and um, or in the same moment, I should say. And after I spoke to the front desk manager, they said, okay, I want you to talk to the director of front office. And I just remember thinking, is this happening? 
like I've put in, I don't know how many applications before now, and I've never gone through this kind of like immediate process. I don't know what's going on, but okay, I'm going to continue to sit here. So I'm in the, I'm in the lobby waiting for the director of front office. And I realize that my car meter, that the only couple coins that I found that I put in has probably expired. And at this point, am I probably going to get a ticket or get towed? So I went to the front desk and I said to the agent, I was there, I was like, I need to, I need to just run out really quick. If the, if the director comes out, can you just let him know I'll be right back? And, and I remember him looking at me and going, okay, sure. You know, and I just, I ran off. I ran back to the car and put a couple more coins in, ran back <laughs> um, <laughs> to the higher agency, hoping that the director hadn't come out by then and realized his interview was gone. Um, sat down, sweaty and puffing and puffing. And, uh, and then he came out a few minutes later and I had the interview and, and they hired me, um, for the, for the front desk agent position. And, uh, and I, that's, that's kind of how I started in hospitality. I, I worked nights, the three to 11 shift, uh, usually because of school and, uh, practically every weekend. And that was my first taste of, of hospitality working. I actually even did my, um, my internship with the Hyatt Regency for FIU for the program. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all, all started. And I, I remember um, going to the professor after I got the job and said, well, I took your advice and I got a job. And he was like, okay, great. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm a front desk agent at the Hyatt Regency. You know, I put in all these applications at like a quality in and a comfort in and all these other things at the Hyatt Regency. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I guess I must have did something, right? You know, maybe it was the suit. I don't know. Um, and so he was like, great. That's how you're going to learn that this is, you know, if this is really what you want to do. Um, and I thought that was great. That was great advice that your professor gave you. And it seems like it can definitely worked out and continue to grow your passion within the industry. Um, so discussing more about that, um, what do you love the most about your job? And can you share with us a memorable moment or a funny story you've experienced in your professional career? Just one story, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have many fun. I, I do have many stories. I'm just trying to think which is the best and most appropriate one to share. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, you know, I have a I have a passion for what it is that I do every day. Um, I love um, human resources and everything that embodies it. You know, from the recruiting, the benefits, which most people don't like the benefit part of it because they're like, oh, that's just so administrative. Um, the training and, and things to that nature. So, you know, again, I just have a real passion for it. And, and the fact that I love helping people, I think that's really what drives me. Um, Cause like I told you, you know, if I help one person in a day, then, then that's a good day for me. You know, um, it, it doesn't mean that, that the rest of the day, um, you know, I might have, have done everything that I wanted to accomplish or things of that nature. But if I helped one person, if it was just answering a simple question, um, like who's our 401k provider and how do I contact them? That, that to me is golden. I'm like, okay, I helped with that one question. The rest might not have been a great day, um, but, you know, we'll go from there. I think a memory that sticks out for me kind of a, a, a 
emotional one, but it, it's a it's a pretty good one, I think. Um, it was early on in, in, in my career. I was actually, I think, pregnant with my son at that time. And um, I had, and this has happened, in, in human resources, you, you will experience loss. You know, you, you'll lose employees and, and it'll happen. Some of it is due to freak accidents that happened outside of work, you know, someone driving home and gets into an accident and passes away or they develop an illness and it, it, it takes them. Um, and these are individuals that you've developed relationships with. And uh, I, I had a particular gentleman, young gentleman, um, that worked at one of the resorts that I had. And I think he had just turned 21. Um, he was suffering um, from, from a particular illness and passed. And his family was all in Puerto Rico. He didn't really have any family here. He was sending the money home to his mom and sister. And so they came and uh, just didn't know anything. They were like, well, I don't know what benefits he had. They like, we don't know how to do any funeral arrangements. And so, uh, you know, I helped them through that process of explaining his life insurance policy and what they needed to do and, um, you know, help them get in contact with people. And, and I think a lot of individuals at the resort helped and supported the family. And, you know, we put them up at the hotel so they would have some place to stay while they made arrangements. You know, I went to the viewing and, and all of those different things and helped support them. But that's where I think in human resources, sometimes you can see the impact that you can have on a person's life truly outside of just the everyday, you know, just the coming and going of, of ask, answering a question or helping out in a situation. Sometimes you don't get to see the end result, right? You give, you give advice or you give a number for a program or you, you get someone in contact with a school because they want to go back to school to better themselves or whatever the case might be. But you, you don't always get the end result. Sometimes they'll come back and tell you, oh, you know, I, I signed up for the program and it's helping me immensely. Um, but nine times out of 10, you don't, you don't always get that feedback. And so sometimes when you can see it all the way through um, and see the impact that you had, I know the, the mother was very grateful and thankful to, to me as well as to um, the organization for helping her and, uh, you know, just being there and hiring her son when we did and all the different things that, that, uh, that he gave to us and in the time period that we knew him and also everything that, um, we were able to help the family with during that difficult time. So um, I think those those moments are are precious and and will always uh, travel with me. You know, on my desk I have um, you know a carving from a from an employee that that passed that gave to me um, you know before he passed and things like that. So there's just little different memorabilia things that I'll always take with me and remember. Um, and of course, you know, there's, there's funny moments too. Um, it's not always, uh, you know, from an emotional standpoint, but um, I think that story um, really embodies what HR is all about from a helping perspective and, and really what it is that, that attracts me to the position and keeps me um, going and finding that passion every day and what it is that I do. Thank you so much for sharing, Charlemagne, um, those experiences that you've had. Um, so I'm going to ask you kind of an out of the box question. Um, <laughs> if you could have dinner with three people, um, either deceased or alive, who would they be and why? Oh, 
Okay. So, um, I am a huge, huge Miami Dolphin fan um, and Miami Heat fan and all of that stuff. But really, everyone in the office knows that I'm a huge uh, Miami Dolphin fan. So, it's, if there were three people that are alive that I could have dinner with, um, you know, I would, it's a tie between Dan Marino and Don Shula, but I would say um, probably Don Shula at one of his Shula's <laughs> steakhouses um, because, you know, he did so much uh, for the Miami Dolphins during the time period. I think he was like the all-time winningest coach in, in NFL history. Um, I was sad to, to hear of his passing. You know, he took the, the Dolphins to two Super Bowl victories and the perfect season. I think, you know, the Miami Dolphins still hold that as, as um, you know, the 1972 Dolphins uh, record will hopefully never be broken um, by any other team. So I would say for sure uh, Don Shula for, for that one. Um, my second one would probably be Bob Marley. Um, because I love his music. It really speaks to me. <laughs> I love all of his albums. Um, and, uh, and my dad is actually from Jamaica. So um, that's a tie to, to that. And so, yeah, I would, I would love to, to have dinner with him. I think he would be great to just hear um, about how he developed some of these songs and why he, he made some of these lyrics and, and just how it came to him. So, um, that would be definitely the second one. And then the third person. Um, so I would have to say it would probably be a tie between um, a person who has passed and a person who's still alive. So I don't know if I can do that. But um, I would say Harriet Tubman um, because she was just, I feel like she would be really cool to sit down and, and talk to you about you know, just her time period um, during that time with the Underground Railroad and, you know, being a spy for the Civil War and the fact that she was a nurse, which again kind of speaks to my mom and those generations of nurses, people who took care of people during that time period. Um, and Michelle Obama probably would be another one. I've read her book, Becoming, and um, I really feel like she speaks to. Um, women who have to juggle a lot you know I've got two kids and I could possibly do it without my mom and I know she moved her mom into the White House you know during the presidency and all of those different things and um, she speaks a lot about you know her mom and just how she helped her through different things and the fact that she was you know she's an attorney and just her programs for kids that she did while she was first lady all of those things I think really speaks to um someone in her position and pioneering the way being the first black um, first lady for the country um, speaks a lot about everyone's journey right um, mm -hmm. including myself I've definitely been in positions where I was the only person of, of, of my background or race or or gender um, you know in a top level management position and I know what that can be like sometimes where everyone's looking at you um, and you're, you're kind of being judged or prejudged um, just based on maybe appearance or um, social economic background versus your talent. 
and, and in some cases, your talents are being scrutinized in, in every facet of, of, the, of the world so that they can really kind of test to see whether you really know what it is that you're supposed to know. Um, mm-hmm. And so sometimes you feel constantly tested. And I think Harriet Tubman, as well as Michelle Obama, speak to just two really, really strong women who overcame and stood their ground. And, and regardless of what people might say or think or anything, they they stayed true to themselves. And and they pioneered and they conquered. And I just, you know, hope that in some semblance of the of the of the world I can I can do that as well, that I've had an impact in on people's lives in some small capacity in each one of the jobs that I've had in HR over the years. And that will continue to have. Yeah. Very inspiring choices, Charlemagne. I can say that indeed. So since you work for Duffy's, my question is, what is your favorite meal to order at the sports grill? So um, good question. I love <laughs> spicy food. You know, oh. being, being, like I said, a, a kind of, you know, <laughs> half Caribbean girl, I love my spicy food. So um, we have a Nashville um chicken sandwich you can get it grilled or or fried and I love that it's really hot but I I love that um sandwich and I also love our our Tex-Mex um egg rolls those are delicious for like an appetizer so those are usually my two go-to items uh when I go when I go to a Duffy's um to to eat um my mom and I love to to go um you know, occasionally we'll, we'll, we'll drag my dad along as well, depending on the sports and what's going on. But, uh, but my mom loves going uh, to, to the different uh, restaurants and trying different things. I think she's trying to make her way around the menu <laughs> to kind of get into the different categories, um, which, is, which is really cool. And I love that she does that. Um, but yes, for me, the two favorite things would be the Tex-Mex uh, egg rolls and the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Those sound amazing. I must try those next time that I go there. Yes. I think, I'm not sure if you yes. guys have it, but my favorite um, item on the menu was like a fried cheesecake, fried cheesecake steak or something like that. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that, yeah, 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 yeah that, that is that, a good one. That's dangerous, but that, <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> thing on that menu. It is dangerous. It is, it is, it is, but it's so good. It is. That's how the ladies, when we go there, we must try. They must try it because it is amazing. Um, well, let me know when you guys are in town and you're going for sure. I'll make sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so trying to wrap up our questions, this is a fun one. And I know that, you know, there's been a lot of talks about the lotto and, um, and we've always joked around and say, well, we do if we won. So if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? Oh, this is a funny one. Because one, I never win anything. Um, <laughs> so I can tell you right now, it wouldn't happen for me. But let's say it did, because my dad loves to play the lotto all the time. And I always tell him, listen, if you win, we're like splitting it 50-50. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't, don't you know that's how this works, being a daughter? Um, but um, if I was to win, and, you know, it's funny, you know, when you, when you look at the lotto, it's like, 
500 million and all kind of crazy numbers, right? And I'm just like, if I just got 1 million, just one, um, I would, I would take care of my parents. I would, I would make sure that they um, had everything that they, that they needed. So, you know, whether it was house or, or, you know, paying that off and setting them up and making sure that they were provided for, because, you know, I, I couldn't do half of the things that I have accomplished in my life um, or continue to do in my life without my parents. My dad and my mom are my rock. They support me in everything. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate them immensely for that. And then I would say my two children, um, you know, I, they are, they are everything for me. And so I would make sure that, you know, they're already in the prepaid college fund that I probably pay those off and make sure that they're set up well for college. Um, I'll probably put some money in a trust for both of them when they get to a certain age. And then, you know, the, the, the rest of it, I would probably, um, you know, again, uh, give to uh, probably a, a charity. I'd probably give some money to a charity. And the rest, I don't know. I've always wanted to travel uh, the world. I, I've, you know, there's quite a few places that I've gone to already, you know, on cruises and stuff like that, but I've never been to Europe. Um, you know, I've never been to, uh, you know, some countries in South America and things like that. And so, you know, again, with COVID right now, that's probably not the, the best thing to say, but um, I've always wanted to, to travel and even places within the United States, you know, I've wanted to go to California and go to wine country. And just, so I think I would, I would put, you know, again, after doing those things that I mentioned, I'd put some some money aside and I'd, I'd probably um, go ahead and, and travel a little bit, but this might sound shocking, but I would, I'd probably still work too. Um, I've actually, you know, said to, to many people that, you know, I'll continue to do HR until the wheels fall off, but really my plan, my ultimate plan is to, is to do this job and then at some point teach um, HR at some uh -huh. point later on. That's kind of my retirement plan is, uh -huh. to, is to teach it because I want to get the next generation um, of HR professionals. Like I want to share with them all the things that I, that I have grown to, to learn about this job. Some of the mistakes that I've made that I don't want them to make um, the same and, uh, you know, get them ready for, for that, for that new world that's out there that, that needs great HR professionals um, because they're needed, you know, they're needed. And so um, that's, that's my ultimate goal. So even if I did win the lotto, I probably still definitely want to do that because like I said, HR is my passion and I really love helping and developing that next generation and mentoring people into this field. And so I would still want to do that. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And they do say when you love what you do, it feels like you haven't been working a day in your life. So I think that's what, that's what explains that for sure. So thank you, Charlamagne. So this concludes our um, portion of the interview. Um, next um, is a game portion called Rural Talks This or That, where I will ask okay. you five questions and provide two options for those questions. And you will share with me which option you prefer more and you will have 10 seconds to answer each question. Are you ready? I, I guess so, yeah, let's, let's do it, let's see. 
Okay, it so be, I'm gonna start be really off. entertaining. <laughs> I hope you're ready for my answers. Yes. So okay, so first one. Dinner with Michelle Obama or lunch with Barack Obama. Oh boy. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that is a rough one. Oh, you oh boy, right out the gate. Okay. Um <laughs> Mm, you know what? Okay, so it was lunch with Mich Michelle Obama and dinner with it Barack. Dinner with Michelle Obama or lunch with Barack? Oh, Obama. oh I only get lunch with Barack, then I'm going to have dinner with Michelle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one. Lose your sight or lose your memories? Ooh. Oh, that's a, that's a rough one. I... I would prefer to lose my sight. I, oh. I, I want to cherish my memories. Okay. Next one. Um, this is in reference to superpowers. So being able to fly or being able to read people's mind. Hmm. Being able to fly or read people's minds. I wish I had a lifeline I could call my son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're all about the the marvel and superheroes um so yeah, that's a good one so read people's minds or fly god that's a hard one um because i think flying would be so cool um but and i think you know you watch those movies sometimes you see people and you know those where they they can hear everybody's thoughts and after a while it's like uh do you even want to know what people are thinking because trust me in hr sometimes it's scary it's really <laughs> scary what people are thinking and why they do things um so i you know they say ignorance is bliss so i guess i would go with the flying i i i, I, I don't know why but i would go with the flying because Trust me, in my line of work, I already know what some people think, and so I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to hear it in my head all the time. I'm good. I'll fly over. I'd rather fly around. <laughs> Next one, R&B soul or reggae music? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to have to go with the reggae. Okay. Okay. And last 100%. one. Okay. Last one. Master of every, every musical instrument or an expert cook. Like everything you cook, it's like gold for everyone or the best meal they ever had, even you had. So which one would you pick? Master of every I, instrument or expert cook? I think I'm going to go with expert cook. Ooh, I, I do. Awesome. I, yeah, I, yeah, I do like to, to cook actually during, during, <laughs> during my pregnancy with my daughter. I um I got really into cooking shows. I don't know what it was, um and it kind of stuck. And so I love trying new dishes and baking and and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I I would I think I would really love to to be a part of the the cooking part of it. Yeah. Awesome. So this concludes our game portion of Rebel Talks. Thank you so much, Charlemagne, for joining us. No, thank you for having me. This was this was great. And uh, go Panthers. <laughs> thank you, Charlamagne. So this concludes um, our episode of Real World Talks. And for our listeners, please tune in for another episode next week. Have an amazing day, everyone. Bye. Bye.